All right, uh, I'm going to start the intro, and I don't know where it's going to go, but you just jump in. All, all right. right. Uh, three, two, one. Let's go. <laughs> Dang it, <Jesus. laughs> All right. Three, two, one. I was expecting you to start. Okay. All right. Oh, wait. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, I'm going to start. I'm going to start. Three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of Dorky and Desperate with your two co-hosts, Jason and... Travis. Travis, my very best friend in the whole wide world. Yes. <laughs> Travis, what does the crystal ball say is on the agenda for today? I would look at my crystal ball, but I'm afraid if I move too much, the mic is going to pick up all the magical energies. So I, th- But I'm pretty sure it told me beforehand, uh, I think we're talking about Halo, maybe a show... Probably episode two. Let me do my count real quick. And butterfly nest. Is that how you do that? I don't know. And yeah, episode two. (laughs) Episode two. All right. Thank you. Yes, we're going to be doing, uh, we're going to continue our Halo review um, of the whole series. That's the plan. I think there's 10 episodes in work. So there should be 10 episodes of this podcast at the bare minimum. Uh, if there are not 10 episodes at the, like 10 months from now, send help, send yeah. help. <laughs> yeah, we, we are shooting the flares, uh, send the search parties out for us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so the way the episode's going to work is we're going to start with our, uh, not spoiler section. And then after we do that, we're going to continue on to our spoiler section of Halo episode two. Sound good to you, Travis? That sounds good to me. You look very excited about this right now. Yes, I pro- I am. I'm just realizing I don't remember much about Halo Episode 2. I wish I had my notes with Not me. Not only that, audience, but he forgot his notes. They would have helped so much. <laughs> they really would have helped you so much. However, I am responsible, and audience, I have taken care of you. Come into my loving embrace. Um, so, Episode 2. It starts out with... Oh, by the way... These are they're all being recorded kind of at once, and they're not released the week of the pot episode. So we're probably gonna it's gonna be a few weeks be- between the new episode and this episode. Yeah, thank you for reminding. That's the goal is to try to have three episodes out Locked when we loaded. put this online for you all mm-hmm. to listen to right now. So uh, hopefully, after we record the third episode within the same week, we'll be able to put all this stuff out for you. Episode two. Yeah. What did you think of it? Do you remember much? You forgot I, your notes. So so part of me realizing it's going to be bad for me is because I don't know where episode two ends and episode three begins. Oh, I can tell you. Uh, it's a spoiler, though. Well, it's spoiler for like the first, like, you know, two minutes of the show. Okay. Okay. Uh, it okay. starts with John as a kid being trained to be a Spartan. You oh, that? yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. was... That was very weird, um, mainly because of the dude's arm. <laughs> that, oh. <laughs> like, I'm still perplexed by that arm. I was hoping he would go up to the Master Chief with that arm and go, shh, and just push his fingers <laughs> against his lips. Yuck, <laughs> yuck, yuck. <laughs> yeah, um, that was a yuck. 
pretty good episode, honestly. It was it definitely is another universe, I feel like. Definitely, uh, yeah. Um there's a bunch of more stuff that makes me be like, this would not happen in the actual Halo canon. No, definitely not. There were um you know, oh, we forgot to do our three words, right? Okay. If we had to okay. pick three words to describe this episode. What three words will we pick? And I already know the three words that I'll pick. So do you want me to go first? Give you some time? Yeah, 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 yeah. So oh. what are the three words that you picked, Jason? Well, Travis, I picked sit and buckle up. That's four No, 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 no. We're, we're ignoring the and. We're ignoring the and? We can do that? Yeah, I'm putting like a, uh, what is that, like hash line thing, the slanted, what is that called? Okay, okay. For all you English majors out there. Yeah, those that slash, forward slash, backward yeah, slash. Yeah, yeah, that. I'm doing that. Sit and buckle up. Okay, okay. Why would you call it sit and buckle up? Because I have serious concerns about the safety measures people put in this universe based on this episode. And believe true, me, I am going to address true, that in spoilers. True. A lot of it. I feel like they just had a bunch of fun creating this part, the writers and stuff like that. Uh, but what would be mine? So, three words. Three words. Three words, right? First word. First word. <laughs> let's go. Can you guess yeah, second word before I say first word? Uh, <laughs> and. <laughs> and is wrong. Uh. They didn't die. Is that a spoiler? I don't know. <laughs> Let, you're about to find out. Okay. By the way, everyone, uh, we are in uh, our friend Jeff's studio. He has a professional studio, and he let us borrow it for today because he saw how desperate these two dorks were. Hashtag um, not sponsored. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no sponsoring here. But uh, we're super uh, grateful and appreciative to Jeff for letting us use this studio. Um, I don't know if we'll be able to have this for the next one, so apologize for the audio quality if it's not as good as this one. Yes, so overall, I thought the show was pretty okay. Like, Yeah, yeah. I There were things that uh, some performances I felt mm-hmm. were uh, a little over the top mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in it, which we'll get into in the spoiler section. But I, I liked... A lot of like the directing and uh, the performances by the cast, although it, this should not be a spoiler by now if you've watched episode one. Or listen to our first podcast. Go listen to it if you haven't listened to it yet. Great plug. Thank you, Travis. Uh, <laughs> why are you listening to episode two if you haven't listened to episode one? I don't know. Why are you? you Go need... back now and then come back. Yeah, you need to stop and rethink your life if you skipped one and are listening to this episode. Unless you're a rebel. In that case, peace. <laughs> Party hard. Yeah, there were... I don't know. I enjoyed the performances. I enjoyed... I actually enjoyed the CGI. I, I thought the CGI in this was was pretty good, and I thought there were a lot of CGI mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. this. To be honest, so I was kind of impressed. You always get worried when you do when somebody does a sci-fi show and they just uh, everybody's in these like rooms all the time because they don't have budget to like actually afford the effects that they would need. Or all the aliens are just a slight variation of human, which isn't really possible with Halo, but still. Yeah, yeah, that would be... Although, so it's funny that you say that, because one of the things I was hoping they would do, if uh, 
you probably haven't watched any of the Wheel of Time episodes, but no. uh, in the Wheel of Time, they actually have full suit costumes for people to wear for the Trollocs, which are basically like the orcs okay. in that world. They're like beastmen, kind of. All right. And they have suits to help like cut down the cost and to make it like real and practical. So it feels real. I was kind of hoping they would do that in Halo. But it doesn't look like they're nah, doing that. No, it doesn't look like. It looks like all aliens are CGI. Yeah, all aliens are CGI. It's interesting because they're doing a lot of character development for the Master Chief, or I guess really I should say John at this point, because you really don't see much of him with the helmet on uh, yeah. in this episode. Uh, you don't even see a lot of him with his armor on, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So I thought that. His performance, the actor, I really like the actor. You should see him in some of his other work. He's really good. Uh, the Wire in particular, I think, is some of his best. But I like that. I liked, so they take us to new places in this episode. Which are really, well, some of them are really cool, honestly. Yeah. I love them. Yeah, um, I was like, so I probably watched this episode about three times now, which is... I. I I watched it because I'm doing the podcast, so I want to make sure I'm up to date. But every time I go back and I look at one of the new places that they take us, I'm always so impressed with the set design, mm-hmm. the attention to detail that they bring with it. It looks really good. What were your thoughts about that? I so the main were the they first introduce the new place. I was blown away by it. But by the end, I was wondering w- why it hasn't been found. <laughs> which we'll I'll ex- we'll explain that when it comes to it. Which is why my three words are they didn't die. Oh, so I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, now. I was confused at first, but I think I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, so I like that. Uh, they're still keeping this like mystery that seems to be focused on. The Master Chief's past and and his relationship with uh, the artifact. They're also bringing. They're continuing to explore the. Uh, I forget the lady's name who's been, who looks like she's either been captured or raised by the Covenant. Do you remember her name? I don't remember her name. Yeah, I don't even know if they. Nope. S- they probably say it in there. I just don't remember it. And that's probably the only character's name in that show that I don't know, right now, which is kind of bad because she looks like she's a really important character. But yeah, I thought the cinematography was was really good. The acting was really good. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. What do you think about the story so far? It's pretty good. It's definitely, I feel like episode two was a bridge between episode one and three kind of thing. Where it's resolving stuff from episode one and setting up stuff for episode three. Yeah, I heard some people online describe it as filler i guess it's filler depending on what you're looking for Mm -hmm. in it because if you care about john then i would say there's a lot of character development for john i don't know i wouldn't say there really is a lot of character development for the rest of the cast on the show um it just feels like they're moving pieces on the chessboard right like they're setting Setting things things up up. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that's exactly what it feels like right now so I'll honestly, outside of John, it's kind of a little bit boring for me. Like I'm still struggling with the the politics, yeah, and everything. It's definitely the weaker part. I feel like of the show. 
Yeah, which is a shame because I do I do see like potential for yep. like there are, there are ethical concerns that are brought up, which I'm like that would be an interesting topic, but they kind of gloss over that. And then also, there's like one scene where one character is trying to explain like how like their space travel system works, and the characters like ah we don't care about that, and then they just kind of like you can see the writers I don't know like. I really appreciate it when uh, shows assume that their audience is intelligent Mm -hmm. and can figure things out. And this show, I don't think, feels safe doing that. I don't think it is. Outside of gore, it's not willing to, like, go there and, like, actually have deep philosophical conversations about things. Yeah. But the politics that they use to replace it are kind of like, I also feel like along those lines that they have to explain a lot of stuff more so than like other shows because they feel like once again that they can't expect people to figure stuff out yeah or have knowledge beforehand i guess which makes sense for the last one mm-hmm. but like understanding how stuff might work or stuff like that is seems to be a thing that they try to like they explain stuff like they're it's a story rather than people living kind of thing yeah yeah so yeah i see that yeah so I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I don't think there's anything else that I can think of without going into spoilers that I can talk about. Is there anything for you in the non-spoiler section? No. Um, it was all pretty good. There was, it was interesting how they displayed the place that the Master Chief goes to mm-hmm. in the first part. I really love, if you haven't caught on, I like stuff exploring stuff that's not been explored in like the in like stories of stuff once again with halo you don't really see a bunch of stuff other than what the unsc deals with there's not a lot of like stuff with civilians with corporate with politics even like politics is definitely not as prevalent in much of the stuff as it is in this no this is a Uh, lot more in the forefront now. so yeah it's really interesting to see how the rest of the UNSC works. So speaking of which on the politics, uh, it felt, you know, I, I was making references to this in the last episode, but it felt like to me, they were bringing in a lot of like current events into Mm -hmm. the episode, uh, especially with just how countries work with oil. I feel like they borrow a lot of that and they put Mm -hmm. it into this episode as well. And I, don't know if I like that. It, it, and kind of for me, when I heard that stuff, since I'm already so familiar with it in our real life, it took me out of the show. Like it's hard for me to get lost into the show because it just sounds like exactly what happens here on Earth. One of the things, uh, so one of my all-time favorite sci-fi series is Star Trek. Uh, particularly Next Generation, DS9, and Voyager. Those, to me, are like the holy trinity of Star Trek. They did a really good job in a lot of those episodes of skinning it so that they would talk about a lot of like current events, but in a way where you didn't even recognize they were talking about it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like here it's so thinly veiled. It's so easy to pick up on, and you just get lost like, or at least for myself, it just pulls me straight out of the show and go, oh, so we're talking about this now. 
instead of me just being able to sit there and actually enjoy the show. The other thing about it too is they bring up a lot of characters and certain scenes and you don't know who any of them are. Yes. Uh, and they don't really stick around for a long time. So it's, it's just kind of like, okay, uh, there's not as much political maneuvering as there would be if like you were really invested in a character and yeah. understood their motivations more. So that was, I think, why from like the sense of the politics, it feels so weak to me. It's just thinly veiled to represent a lot of today's issues. And then um, we don't really know any of these other characters. There's, yeah, there's one character who looks like an actual important character in the games that hasn't actually had a name attached to him yet. So I think I know who it is, and he does have a name. He does? Is it who I think it is, then? Oh, I don't know who you're thinking, but okay. I think I... Okay. <laughs> I think I know, I think but I don't know what you're thinking. I think that we got to go to the spoiler <laughs> section now so we can get to that name. Yeah. So, uh, if you have not seen episode two of Halo, then I recommend um, you get off now. Or if you don't care about spoilers, then please welcome... And join us in the spoiler room. That'll be tree fitty. <laughs> tree fitty. <laughs> All right. So this is my time to shine, Travis, because I brought my notes and you didn't. I'm going to spoil the entire thing <laughs> right now. You don't even need to watch the episode. Skip now. Yeah. If you don't want this. <laughs> he returns. Yeah. So uh, this show opens up, right? And I, I think we should pay attention to how this show opens up. Because I think it's mirrored in the end of the episode. At least that's my theory of it. Because this show opens up with you looking at John's back. Except you don't know it's John in the moment where it's opened up. It's just someone's back with a bunch of scars mm -hmm. on him. And then it kind of like raises up. And then it's revealed, oh, this is John when he's younger. And he's um, at a military base. I assume on reach, but I don't know. And you see him looking over at a bed. And it's empty. Later on, he sneaks out, he goes towards the fence, and he encounters a new character to the show, Soren, uh, who I actually really like. I don't know about you, but I really like Soren. He's a pretty cool character. Also, with these being, like, top-secret super soldiers, security sucks. I thank like, you for saying that. I like, was saying the same ba thing. It, so basically, what was about to happen is... Master Chief and this guy were gonna escape the facility, but John has other plans, and he's like, "I actually gotta follow through with what's been going yeah, on here." He was a chicken. He was a chicken, <laughs> and they just squabble there for like way too long. But no one saw them <laughs> right next to the fence. Yeah, the uh, and it's not like it's it's. Block the fence is blocked. It's a wired off. fence. It's it's a wired fence, and they're crouching. That's always one thing that annoys me about show shows. They do this a lot, where they pretend that they're hiding, but if you actually like really like pause the scene and look at it, they're not really hiding behind anything. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Um, there's a uh, a later shot uh, when they go to uh, Rubble where they do a similar thing, and it annoyed me then as well. But yeah, sorry, I, I interrupted you. Go ahead. I think that was it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, very, yeah, yeah. Very weird. Um, so John's like, no, I can't because that's wrong. Uh, and Soren's like, what are you talking about, man? That's your programming. Like, we already that's discussed your programming, this. programming, man. There was very, like you were talking about earlier, there was very, like, slave-like discussions on during <laughs> that part. And I was like, okay, this is 
this is a little weird talking about it like this. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's true. <laughs> but I guess it's it's hard not to talk about it that mm-hmm. way when you you kidnap them and you force them into this without really giving them a choice. I can't mm-hmm. imagine being a, a kid and then like you you take it away from your family, you're put with a bunch of other kids, and then as you go through these horrible trainings, some of these people that you probably made friends with start to die off. Or you lose I don't even know if you lose, but, like, something happens to your arm and it just turns into, like, a meat blob for all... I don't know exact... Do they ever... I don't think they ever, like, directly tell what happened to his arm. Because it's still working, but he's complaining about it all the time. And it looks well, very weird. If my arm looked like that, even if it did work, I would complain about it, too. True. <laughs> um, I guess. Yes. I wonder if it's, like, nerve-sensitive and you can't really touch it. Well, he doesn't seem like he's in pain because, like, on Rubble, he slaps the Chief's chest with that arm specifically uh it didn't seem like it bothered him so i would assume not but anyways they get into an argument and john wants to turn him in but then he's like i can't do it i'm gonna give you five minutes they argue about the five minutes but john's like no five minutes soren's like annoyed but he runs away to a plane yeah to a plane you don't give someone five minutes (laughs) once you see someone get into the plane you question why they're getting in that plane i don't so this is probably why the UNSC is losing the war. They could just lose planes for like five minutes until someone speaks up like, have you seen this plane 012? It's been gone from the hangar for five minutes. Well, you know, so here's the funny thing about that. Because in real life, governments lo- lose nuclear bombs. So, I mean, if you can lose a nuclear bomb, I feel like you can lose a plane. I feel like planes make noise. And yes. Someone, someone's got to be around that's in charge of the player. They're like, why is that plane taking off? Well, I mean, why is that? It's a secret military base. You know, it's it's probably they probably have that motto of uh, you'll know when you need to know, and right now you okay. don't need to know. Okay. So they probably saw the plane go off and like, well, it's probably not probably what I need something to know. I don't need to worry about. I guess I don't know. I'm kind of with you though. It's like that's a little sus. Like if you have a radar at your base, which I would assume you would, mm-hmm. you would know, immediately notice that plane taking off. <laughs> plane number one zero two. Why are you exiting the base? <laughs> See ya. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> um, yeah. Or they like pretend there's like bad like cell phone reception. <laughs> You're breaking, you're breaking up. Sir, there's video of you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, last thing that uh, annoyed me about this scene, uh, even though I said I, I like this show overall. We've just been bashing the first few minutes of it. <laughs> uh, platform shoes. They did a zoom in. And I've you can not see noticed the plat- those yet. Oh, like, my goodness. I don't, I don't think I pay attention to that much detail. It shows. I, I am one of those people, for most part, that tries to turn my brain off. It tries not to think, because if I think too much, I'm going to hate every second of whatever I'm watching. Welcome to my world. <laughs> I'm not in that world yet. I'm still fighting it. Yeah, well, that's probably a healthy thing for you. Uh, I notice the platform shoes every time. And I think the reason why I notice it is because I'm still mad that the Spartans aren't as large as they should be. They still they look to me like average human beings who were What are you talking armor. about? They're always walking around as like I don't know how to describe this pose I'm doing to Jason, <laughs> but they're all whenever you see them walking, they're just that's literally what they're doing. That's not that's I'm not like making exaggerating anything. They're always walking like Yeah, this. like with their chest puffed out and their arms kind of wide to yeah. the side a little bit. <laughs> and it's 
I, it's that's like okay. I saw it once. I'm like, okay, maybe that's just that one time. No, every time they're walking, yeah, you especially notice something they don't have their armor on. Well, and I feel like it's because they're trying to look bigger than they actually are. And I'm like, Lord of the Rings did it so well where they were able to make things look bigger and smaller with just you know mm-hmm. clever camera work. Like Gimli, I don't think Gimli was actually like... No, Gimli's a big dude. Yeah, He's Gimli's a big dude, yeah. as tall as the actor who plays John is. Mm-hmm. And they made him look so short in that movie. And they did it so well, you can't even tell. Um, you just assume he's small until you see the actor in real life. And you're like, wow, that's a Ooh. big dude. And that's the thing that annoys me here is why can't we have our Spartans look like Spartans instead of just regular people who wear big, heavy, clunky armor? With platform shoes. Yeah, with platform shoes. Uh, that's that's the thing that annoys me about this. These are Spartans. They're supposed to be. Their physicality oh, is part of their character and who they are. And it's what helps separate them from the rest of, the, of humanity. Fun fact. A Marine is about as tall as a grunt. A grunt can bench press any Marine. A Spartan is as tall as an elite. Elites are like... Four feet taller than a grunt. I'm pretty sure or something weird inside. <laughs> I, like I that. didn't know grunts aren't as tall as marines. They are as supposed to be as tall as marines, and they're supposed to be able to be what, able to bench press. Them was with that ease. in a book you read? I don't remember where I found that info, but yes, grunts are scary, and it's only because we're Master Chief in games that we think they suck. <laughs> <laughs> Which we still have not seen a grunt yet. We I'm have very... not seen anything other than elites and prophets. Yeah, I want my grunts. Oh. Uh, yeah. And I want Sergeant Johnson, too. I want I Sergeant, Sergeant Johnson. Um, yep. So, anyways, after that long rant. Um, so, we go and we switch over to the Chief and Quan, which I would say the cinematography is... And some of these scenes are just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Like, they are so beautiful. This goes back to what I was talking about in the non-spoiler section, where they're talking and Chief's trying to explain, like, how this, like you know, space travel works that they're able to cover such large distance. And he talks about a yawn and then Quan's like boring and switches. let's do some space race stuff. And they start yeah. racing through. Well, that's, she doesn't actually say that, but that's what happens. Essentially. They start yeah. barreling through an asteroid field, almost dying like five times or something. And, and I'm like, wait, can we go back to the ball of yarn thing? Cause I yeah. actually want to know that. I think uh-huh. that's kind of cool to mm-hmm. like, be able to put that kind of thought into a world and be able to share and express it. But again, I don't think the um, writers or the director of the show or whoever trust that the audience is smart enough to understand or care about this. And that's why I feel like it does the show a disservice. So anyways, um, Chief admits that at the end of the last episode, when he powered the ship on, he didn't know how that worked. He didn't even know that was going to happen. Which, again, that whole deus ex machina thing. And then Quan asks why Chief didn't kill her. And he asks her, why would you not do it? And she's like, because I couldn't kill you. (laughs) (laughs) You're a Spartan? I'm just like a toothpick compared to you? (laughs) Well, no, she says it's wrong to kill a child. And Chief's like, that's exactly what I think. Hasn't stopped me before, probably, is what Chief's thinking. <laughs> well, I think that's what old Chief would have think. But this is where the we start to see like the character development for Chief come out, where he's like, yeah, that's what I thought too. And you can kind of see this was a new thought for him. Mm-hmm. And he's still not sure why he's even thinking that way. Then it switches over to uh, Reach, 
And we have that mystery guy that you don't know. That I'm pretty sure is supposed to be Lord Hood. Yes. It is Lord Hood? Yes. If you actually look, I don't know if they specifically say that in the show or not, but if you look closely on his tag, it says Hood. I was about to it. say, if that is anyone but Lord Hood, they cast that person super wrong. Because he looks like Lord Hood. Like Really? You think he, you know. He, he looks like he could be Lord Hood, yes. I, I do not like him as Lord Hood. Oh, yeah. He's an absolute jerk. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I don't like the casting choice for Hood because, so my fan casting would have been, I don't, I don't know if you know this actor's name, uh, Ron Perlman. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I can he, see Ron Perlman. I would have loved him as Lord Hood. Hood. Yeah, but I feel like they would not have the money for somebody like Ron Perlman. They just need another million dollars. Yeah, I know. Million. Honestly, yeah. But I think he would have been a perfect acting choice because this Hood seems, I mean, Hood is older, but he just seems kind of frail to to me that makes sense and but ron perlman he has that physicality to him and he's i think about the right age for lord hood and in the show but anyways so we see lord hood and halsey walking you get this beautiful wide shot where you can see the city i think they're like at least 10 stories up oh it's like it's like it's like it looks like it's like a patio that goes all the way around a skyscraper so so this stories up and there's nothing there's no windows or anything it's just like open air yeah it's open air there's probably been assassinations right here just (laughs) dropping people so this is where i got my first empire vibe because what's the one thing that the empire never does in their construction install handrails install handrails (laughs) there's no railing there violations everywhere (laughs) obviously someone destroyed osha never got it back up yeah you and UNSC dismantled OSHA because this is the classic sign that you're a villain. When you don't put safety features <laughs> into your <laughs> design, you are a villain. I'm sorry. That's the end of the discussion right there. You're a villain now. <laughs> Not only did they do that, but I've got some words for uh, the city rubble, too, on their transportation system. That is a <laughs> I. I don't know if I'd be there. I think I would leave as soon as I experienced that. Like, yeah. This is like a theme park ride gone horribly wrong. And it's common transportation. It's not a theme park. It's how you get <laughs> yeah. around. Yeah. It's like ah, it's like just, a torture device kind of thing, but you use it every day kind of yeah. thing. You launch yourself off into space and hope that the rail cart catches onto this thin dangling rope. Yep. Uh, that's terrible mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who designed this also that place was super cool but those carts could only go one direction back that's not like they could go on multiple different railings so that that one that he went on could probably only go to his place but yet it was in such a public area to access and people were on that cart yeah they got him. off <laughs> yeah that, did, they, did they have a party at his house before they <laughs> i don't know i don't know if it's like if there's something on the other side of the of the system but on one side it's just the the dude's house there's nothing past that yeah and you're like how does this (laughs) transportation system work yeah no so classic sign that the unsc is a villain and classic sign that whoever doesn't install safety features they at least have questionable morality if they aren't just plain evil so anyways they're talking if you are a villain have safety features <laughs> yeah. so you can disguise yourself longer. That's that's the smart play. Um, so the admiral um, 
wants to talk about the artifact and he says, well, if the covenant want it, then we should probably have it too. Uh, which I guess is as good as reason as any <laughs> to want something. Yeah. I want it cause they want it. <laughs> yeah. That's literally we the argument. We can't let them have it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. That's my ball. <laughs> and then he wants Halsey to share her plans about her big secret project that she's been working on that, that one that they've hinted heavily at in the first episode. Uh, and he's like, make it happen. And uh, so anyways, it switches over and it's Silver Team. And literally what I wrote down in my notes is rah, rah, Master Chief, rah, rah. And that they just prepare to go catch Master Chief. That's all they do. Yeah, that's yeah, that's all they do. And I know two of their names now, which is Kai and Vanek. Okay. which I love Vanek's voice. I think his voice sounds just like what a Spartan's voice should sound like. I think his voice sounds so cool. Kai questions things more, and Vanek just, he seems the one that just accepts orders without questioning things. Yep. Um, so that's what I got, got from their personalities, do. just listening to the two of them talk. Then we cut back to Master Chief and Quan. <laughs> so th- again, this goes back to the safety issues that I brought up earlier. How do people reach the planet Rubble without dying? Well, that's what I was wondering, because... It looked like the asteroid field was horizontal, mm-hmm. so you could just like drop in from above. Every- so the thing that is often overlooked in like sci-fi stuff is how you travel yes. through space. Yeah, like it's... you can't just like jump up like above the solar system or like go down kind of thing. Right. It's all on a plane rather than three D. I agree with you. So That's I was so wondering annoying. like how this is like an insurrectionist base essentially. How have the UNFC not come in and destroyed it? Eventually, Silver Team comes by and they're like, we can't go into that asteroid field. We gotta wait to figure out where the next signal pops up that Master Chief uses. I'm like, up, (laughs) over, scan the area. Oh, look, there's some sort of settlement in the middle of this field. (laughs) Yeah, that's a great point. That's all. I'm glad you bring that up because that always is a gripe of mine, too, is. There's never they never explore the that the space is 3D. They always treat it as it's 2D on like some kind of flat plane. I like that. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, she's like, "We're going to die," and Master Chief responds, and I'm like, "Yeah, this is something the Master Chief would say is everything dies. <laughs> if we die, we die." Yeah. I'm like, that's great. I love that. And then she asks, "Do we have a plan?" And again, classic Master Chief response: "Sit down and buckle up." <laughs> I've got a weapon. <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're not there yet but uh, if, if we go through the season without a i need a weapon <laughs> yeah that's that's when sergeant johnson comes in and just hands him a gun yeah he doesn't speak he doesn't do anything he just looks at chief and they chief has his mask his helmet off and they acknowledge each other like yeah. they've known each other forever There's it's like never talked about again it's never <laughs> yeah. talked it's never brought up you never see sergeant johnson ever again in the show that's how it's that would go be down the now. ultimate troll. Um, so I will say this about Rubble, even though I think it's like a little nonsensical how you get there. Um, a, apparently the Mr. Master Chief is an ace pilot, mm-hmm. which I guess that can work, you know, because yeah, they're like, reflexes and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, he's supposed to have enhanced reflexes. Brain synapses probably too. Rubble, the place where everybody lives and hides in this asteroid field, looks very cool. Like super visually, cool. it's a super neat design. Mm-hmm. On they, them. it's basically 
one huge asteroid that people have built into, and then there's cables coming out from that huge asteroid into other asteroids, which I'm assuming are people's houses and other stuff all around. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I assume too. Apparently, Soren has done pretty well for himself because he has a whole asteroid to himself, uh-huh. uh, which I think is interesting. But I got more safety issues with Soren, but we'll get there. Well, uh, they, 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 that I'm going to call it right now. He calls it a lawless place, essentially, so they are forgiven for all that safety issues because you got to do what you got to do <laughs> in a lawless society. He doesn't even pay for those churros. There's not even questions. I was going to say the There's same no thing. money in the system. There is probably no money in the system. There's probably like favors and stuff like that being used to pay for stuff so i so but how does the but then my brain goes well how does the economy work then do you trade churros for like a gun like is that how it works it has to be enough really amazing churros in order to get again maybe you work your way up to like uh pineapple i feel like pineapple would be a better trade than churros when it comes to guns maybe maybe uh interesting side note pineapples used to be the fruit of royalty did you know I that no Shout out to my brother, who loved pineapple as a kid a whole lot, that people gave him pineapple as gifts. Wow. And that's how I learned a lot of facts about pineapple. Like, they, w- they would bring it to parties to have it as a set piece, <laughs> because it was so expensive to own a pineapple. You didn't even eat it at the parties. You just right. showed it off or wait for it to rot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They land in there... Again, the the production design quality is really good. Like everything mm-hmm. looks like it really does belong in the universe of Halo. Uh, I'm really impressed with like the production. That stands out to me the most. They go in there and it's so dumb. Like, okay, so it makes sense. Master Chief shows up in his full armor with his helmet on. People freak out because they it's see a, a Spartan. Spartan. They know what Spartans can do, but they don't fire on him. Like no, that's no. that's they just they just put a forklift full of heavy stuff <laughs> as to block his path and they all start laughing at him. And like Kelly they did something. Starts moving the entire thing because he's a Spartan and he, they can lift tanks. Like <laughs> yeah, they literally flip tanks over. <laughs> but what what got me about that was a if you go back and rewatch that scene, there's like a a chubby guy in the background with a gun, and when Master Chief walks. Behind, past him where his like back is to him he like makes like a threatening gesture to the master chief which that got me laughing (laughs) um but then like it's like those like cartoony villains where they like walk into an area no No. where they laugh at how clever they are um when they park this forklift in front of this guy and again the camera angle this is goes back to what i was talking about with like the fence in the beginning Mm -hmm. of the episode where they try to make it look like they're hiding but there's really nothing uh, they try to make it look like this forklift is like blocking the whole street, but it's clearly not. And you can clearly just walk around <laughs> the Master forklift. Chief just had to show off. Yeah, he had like, to show up. Which I mean, if you have those guns, I don't blame you. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Boom! Boom! Firepower! <laughs> Firepower, baby! <laughs> um, yeah. So, anyways. Uh, so yeah, they laugh at themselves for how clever they are. The Master Chief just moves the car to and sign. And they all start crapping their pants. Yeah. Like, <laughs> until the dude's name, the Spartan Soren. that ran away, Soren, comes in and he's like, relax, guys. If he wanted you dead, you guys would already be dead. Mm-hmm. True he's story. like, what's up, dude? 
and Mischief's like, what's up, man? <laughs> kind of. Which I was actually, like, surprised how warmly Soren greeted mm-hmm. him, considering what Master Chief did to him at yeah, the beginning he of the episode. five minutes. He spent a few months in, the f- in like, a forest running away from people yeah. until he finally escaped. Yeah. If he had ten minutes, I guess the extra five minutes would have made the world a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways... Still complaining because Soren looks way too small to be a Spartan. Well, um, he probably didn't have everything done to him. Yeah, that's the, what I keep telling myself, too, is maybe he just didn't stay long enough. But then I look at other peop- other Spartans, and they look just as tall, so I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but he reveals uh, that Vishner is yet another bad guy because he put a bounty on Quan. Because um, Quan initially thought the it was diplomat the diplomat sent to negotiate with the UNSC. Yes, the diplomat that you heard them talk about in the beginning of the first episode, and you had a little cameo on the TV screen. He's still running around. Of course, the actor. I feel bad for this actor because I think he's a very good actor, but he's just always seems typecasted into these like I'm an evil villain. I'm a man, man. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, they greet him. Soren's like, I'll take you back to my place. So, they go off this ridiculous railway system. Uh, no seatbelts either on this thing. It's terrible. And then then they go to his house. And <laughs> I don't know if you noticed this or not. But there were a pile of guns right at the like entrance where you just get off. <laughs> and I'm like... A welcome, welcome to Rebel. Take a gun and go inside. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm like, a six-year-old kid lives here. And there's just a pile of guns right at the front door. Um, I was like, we, if, uh, what's the name of the the program that, like, takes kids away for, uh, for like, safety issues and concerns? Uh, I'm blanking. I'm blanking. Right? I'm blanking. But you I should know, know this probably more than me. <laughs> I know. I probably should. Um, uh secret service no no uh, no it's not the uh cps child protective services yes uh <laughs> they would have a field day with this episode mm-hmm. um i mean they'd have to get out yeah which i'm pretty sure everybody in there would hate them if they took not it. only that but the parents are literally getting high right in front of the child later uh-huh. in the episode yeah <laughs> i was yep. like what kind of environment are we providing for our children here <laughs> um i have all sorts of issues with the safety um of this show but so the chief magically takes his suit off in between getting off the transport and walking through the front door but that's okay and then we meet soren's wife the costume designing for her just feels a little off to me but maybe it's because they're limited on resources you just take what you can get it was a very weird costume that his wife had. Yeah, it almost felt like something that belonged Cosmopolitan in like the 1920s, kind of 1920s style on, to me. On a rebel base, yeah. essentially. Yeah. And she, she gonna, she's probably going to start shouting something like, let them eat cake kind of thing. That's what, that's what actually what I'm getting the vibe now. I'm getting the vibe that she's going to go out like that. I guess. I feel like she's just kind of checked out from reality and just hangs around her asteroid getting high all day. Because her could whole be wrong. world was destroyed. Which is fair. I mean, that's yep. pretty, that's pretty. That's uh-huh. like Princess Leia Alderaan level stuff. Mm-hmm. Except uh, she's not the main character, so she's she actually responds like probably like a normal person rather than I'm gonna go and join and get even worse. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like she, I feel like that's a pretty average response that people would have if your whole 
world was destroyed and you're like one of the only survivors. Watched your family die. Watched everything you know gone. I don't know. I feel like pretty good response. Would you get high too? I don't know if I would get high. I don't know if I wanted would want to live though. That kind of thing. That's fair. Like that's fair. But maybe that. So I guess we can give. Well, still CP CPS services would not would not care about that. They would remove that. Drugs are bad. Home. Yeah, drugs are bad. Oh, and did did you catch it too? Because she offers Quan a hit yep. or whatever, and Quan's like, No, nah, I think I've seen enough <laughs> stuff today. Yeah, I forget what line she says. She's like, No, nah, I think I'm good. <laughs> um, which there you go. That's character development. For she doesn't Quan. do drugs anymore. That means she's gonna survive. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, so, anyways, we cut back to High Charity. Which I think still looks pretty cool. And the elite who maybe is the Arbiter, I don't know, uh, mentions the ring, which is our first hint towards that. So I assume that'll be Which the elite does something a little weird to me because he starts making a circle. And then he just kind of stops and then like gestures kind of thing. And I'm like, is that how they symbolize a ring? Is it supposed to be incomplete? What I, that was very weird to me. <laughs> yeah, I also don't think he's the arbiter anymore. Oh, I think he's gonna disappear after that episode. Oh, that's sad. I think um, he, no more of that elite's gonna appear. That's fair. That that, that does make me sad. Uh, well, I guess I'll be okay if they bring him in at some point. Maybe season two. It's just Sergeant Johnson, the arbiter, kicking it back one episode on the beach. With, yeah. Yep. That's how they introduce both of them. They're buddies. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, the lady that neither one of us could remember her name uh, is talking to the prophets and is basically convincing the prophets, hey, let me go. Go find the keystone, the artifact, and I'll bring it back. You can trust me. And I almost get the vibe that it's like a father-daughter relationship between the prophet Mercy and her, Mm -hmm. which I think is kind of cool. I actually like that. And I also get the sense that for her... Like, yes, it's mainly for the mission, but I think there's a part of her that genuinely wants to be able to interact with her own species and get to know them. And there's a scene at the end um, that I think kind of hints at that as well. Um, And so basically he she convinces Mercy to let her go. Um, And then we switch to probably my least favorite scene in the episode, the war room meeting, where... Yeah. All the admirals and captains are sitting around. Basically, Halsey undermines or like goes against the lady admirals. Yeah, mean boss lady. That's what I call her. Mean boss lady (laughs) stuff. And Lord Hood's like, yes, yes, (laughs) yes. Good. Good. (laughs) Good. And they basically kick start. No. What is it called? Kickstart. Kickstart. (laughs) Yeah. Green light, green light. They yeah. green light the Cortana green project yeah. to start. And yeah. it's supposed to basically wipe the like mind, essentially, and have Cortana take over the mind. Yeah. So it's all robot, essentially. So I found it interesting because um, Captain... Oh, what's his name? Help me out. Uh, Keys? Yeah, Captain Keys was like the only one who like objects and is like, don't you think that's kind of mess up? You're dealing with like a human being and and she's like, well, this is, not a, a, this is not a human. This is a Spartan or like she like basically doesn't think of Spartans as humans when she right. talks back to him. Yeah. So yeah, uh, which everybody else seemed okay with, but uh, this is where they also 
where I was talking about in the non-spoilers of like they're injecting our modern day politics into the show because deuterium is basically oil at mm-hmm. this point. And uh, a lot of governments are willing to let people do shady things. So as long as they get their oil supply, they don't really care. And they kind of talk about um, what's that guy's name again? The Vishna. ambassador that became yeah, leader Vi- of- Vishner, Vishna, whatever his name is, I forget. How they're like aware that like he's not doing good stuff, but as long as the deuterium flows, they don't really care. Yep, yep, yep. As he's executing people with a bag over their head. Right, right. But I don't and think they're like, yeah, he's cool. <laughs> yeah, he's a good guy. I like that. He as long like as he brings guy. oil. <laughs> yeah, he's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and but apparently too, like there's only one admiral in that meeting. At least I assume it was an admiral who asked a legitimate question to Halsey's program. Do you remember that? Yes, I also just remembered Halsey had like the only like unique uniform, if you will. There like everyone else had a similar uniforms. Halsey had was like seemed like the only scientist at that meeting. That's what it kind of looked like. She had a scientist uniform on and everyone had there, military uniforms. I think on. there might have been one or two other scientists there, but they just don't they're in like the background. But Mean Boss Lady, she also has a different uniform than like Hood or mm-hmm. Keys does, um, which I don't know why that is. But I'm telling you, she's part of that Oni. Watch oh, out for them. Oh, yeah, you're right. I didn't even think about Oni. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Oni is this like secret op uh, organization within the government that kind of, they do a lot of shady stuff. They do, in, yeah. Yeah, in the Halo universe. So she might be part of Oni. That's a good point. So Halsey is given the hype down for Cortana. Dude, I wrote down some of the things that she was saying. Listen to this. Like, imagine if I said your, your name in this. Like, Cortana is the next stage of human evolution. She is the sum total of every data point. The intelligence of the galaxy in essence. Now, if I were to go, Travis is the next stage of human evolution he is the sum total of every data point and he is the intelligence of the galaxy in essence no lies detected in that statement (laughs) yeah i mean she was laying down the hype Uh uh-huh that is a lot to ask for in anything (laughs) yeah the galaxy distilled into one thing essentially Basically, God. A computer chip, <laughs> essentially, too. Yeah. Distilled into a computer chip. Yeah. Would that... you like God? Would You wouldn't download God, would you? Because <laughs> <laughs> here's the download button. But you're not going to press that, are you? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought maybe a little too much hype. <laughs> yeah. um, I am the hype. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, somebody needs to make a meme of that. But... Uh, yeah, so, okay, so that's pretty pretty impressive. And then the one admiral's like, but don't you need, like, flash cloning to do that process? And isn't that illegal? And she's like, well. She's like, it's getting care of. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's, it's, it, it's been solved. <laughs> yeah. And then. Pay no attention. Yeah, nobody else asks any other questions about They're like, yeah, yeah, that sounds like a good plan. We trust you completely and fully for this thing that completely erases a human's mind and replaces it with an AI. Yeah. And I feel like, again, this is where they dumb stuff down because you could really explore, like, the ethical concerns about that 
Um, and they just didn't, you mm-hmm. know, uh, they mm-hmm. just kind of gloss over it and, and move on, which I'm kind of a little disappointed because if you want to add politics into it, that's something really good that is interesting that we don't often see in our modern day times with cloning a real discussion about the ethical concerns about that versus like, hey, we're in this war and I I would assume humanity's losing, although it doesn't really seem like they are. There's no like real threat of like, hey, we're losing this war and we're desperate yeah. right now, which I kind of feel like would add a lot to the show if there was. Um, and it could help kind of push why people would go, let's ignore the Flash cloning thing for this project. Do you think Reach is going to fall in this season? I think it would be a good season finale for it. I was yeah. about to say, they're like they just don't have another season because it's just Halo 1 at that point because Reach happened right after, right before Halo 1. Yeah, uh, I think but... I think it ends with uh, Master Chief arriving on the ring. That would make sense, yeah. Yeah, and Reach falling. Yo, are they, yo where's Silver Universe's Noble Team at? We need Silver Universe's Noble Team. We need to see all their deaths again in <laughs> <and> live action. <laughs> There's a cameo of Noble Team, and it's just like a helmet laying on the ground. Or it's just off in the background while every all the fighting is going on. They're, you see them dying in random scenes if you pay attention, but otherwise, uh, it's not a focus at all. So when that does happen, I if they don't do that, that's so dumb. But uh, I am going to be looking for any Noble Team reference. In, mm-hmm. in there, because mm-hmm. that would be a really cool Easter egg. Noble Six was as dangerous as Master Chief, apparently. So yeah, I mean, he basically was the Master Chief. Yeah, that's uh, he was his threat level was the equivalent to Master Chief according yeah. to Reach. So yeah. was he a a Phase Two or a Phase Three Spartan? A, I don't actually know. No, that I want to say Phase Three because Phase but, One was a complete failure, if I remember yeah. correctly. And well, then, they didn't really pan out that well. Yet. Yeah. Yeah, and then Phase 2 was Master Chief and his group. And then Phase 3 is where they, like, mass-produced the Started Spartans. Started mass-producing, like, being okay with throwing away Spartans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rather than, like, we gotta keep these. Right, right. And I can't I can't remember, but that would be something interesting. Um, so, anyways, we go. And this is weird to me. <laughs> um, so, we go to Quan watching drone footage of... The, the 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 warlord essentially the yeah. the person on that oil planet just executing people who can't who have bags over their heads yeah and he's spouting philosophy about stuff and <laughs> no, it's like you're shooting with... people what do you mean about philosophy <laughs> well he has the soul of a poet and you know this is my theory of, about this guy he, deep down he, he is cares. A, he's an artist and he's looking for an audience to express his poetry <laughs> so he does it to all his victims i don't know is that how we think he just shoots people like that might be a good line <laughs> that might be a good line as he's yeah. just shooting shooting he's he's um a corny villain to me mm-hmm. is I don't, what he's not he even is. like the I hope he's not the main oh, villain. I re- he's he's Quan's main villain. He's yes. This is Quan's arc is being able to defeat defeat this guy. That's mm-hmm. her whole arc. He's gonna, she's going to defeat him. She, everyone's going to be celebrating, and then the Covenant arrive on that planet. <laughs> Just <laughs> classic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. That's going to happen. I would not be mad. Uh, <laughs> we did it! Yay! <laughs> Your doom has arrived. Yeah, yeah. Which would be cool, actually, to watch the Covenant glass a planet, but from, like, the perspective of the people who are being killed. Mm -hmm. That actually would be kind of cool to see. 
in live action. But I think her arc is going to be her stepping up and becoming like her father and leading these people and fighting for Madrigal's rights, uh, which I think is an okay arc to, to go with. I just think Vishnu or Vishnu or whatever his name is, is um, a very like cliche, boring kind of villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also like, how did they get drone footage from across that's, the galaxy? That's, that's been happening since episode one. Like, they're on reach, and they're getting footage from this planet that Master Chief is on. And then that it seemed like a short distance too, like to travel from Reach to whatever that planet was. But I think Reach is like an inner colony. I'm yeah. pretty sure, and yeah. that was an outer colony. So I assumed that humans didn't have that fast of a of a slip space right. drive i think it's what's called right. this universe and and then i also think they missed another opportunity for like more of an interesting like political side of things is if it's that easy to take footage of this like homicidal maniac then why don't you just record that and then publish it also online, you know how do how did no one know about the covenant but like if stuff could travel that fast Everyone should know about the covenant because it just takes one person posting their to their Instagram <laughs> for the whole human universe to see. Yeah, so that's interesting to me because it's that's where it feels very fuzzy and vague and unclear. Is how many people know about the covenant? Because it didn't seem like the people in Magical knew who the covenant were, but yet it seems like the covenant are fairly commonplace. Like the um soren's wife was like the covenant glass my whole planet mm -hmm. so obviously that would make the news um and you think everyone would know about the covenant so that's where i'm like kind of confused and like how long have they maybe been they, fighting the covenant for yeah, maybe the unc has an on off switch kind of thing for stuff to travel i yeah i don't know i feel like you can't stop that from getting out though but that's what i thought but i mean it's not being shown in the show so yeah so i wish they would kind of give like more of an explanation for that so anyway soren and, and the chief are talking and soren asked like how long will it take them to find you and he said i'd give him a day and that i love his response which was more, more than, than you gave, gave me, me. <laughs> you remember <laughs> that day yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna remind you of that day for the rest of my life look at my arm and i love it too because like the chief just kind of rolls his eyes with uh mm -hmm. if you go back and watch that scene you see him give a little eye roll when sword says that yeah. he's like oh my god dude drop it let it go that was like 20 years ago man you're still angry about that man <laughs> yeah I, I got over that <laughs> yeah yeah so this is where like the parents decide this is an appropriate time to get high in front of my eight-year-old child uh we're proud of kwan because she learns to say no to drugs she finally caught on with the dare program Mm -hmm. um major character growth for her kessler soren's son gives john a little smiley face which is a small. little stampy smiley face yeah. on his hand and i was like yeah. oh and then what the dad was like is that how you respond 10 came yeah. like emotionless yeah i guess if this was the wizard of oz he would be <gasps> the tin can should we start we uh, should i'm gonna start thinking about that now yeah kwan's dorothy uh who would soren be who would and, uh, Soren be? He so we got be the we got Tin Can. Lion. He wouldn't be the coward. Oh, actually, he ran. Yeah, he you're ran. right. He's he the ran. cowardly lion. 
That's it's totally right. Scarecrow. What was this? He needed brains. Yeah. So we need to think of someone who's dumb in the show. I don't know who that is yet. We haven't met them yet, probably. <laughs> yeah. But hopefully we could keep this theory going. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Now, who's Toto? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Kessler is. No, Kess- I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Kessler's not. Okay. But from like a character perspective, again, this is where the character grows. The Spartan dude is the one without brains because he doesn't think. Oh, he doesn't follow the order. Mm-hmm. He, he follows, just follows orders. orders. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there we go. Yeah, there we go. This scarecrow. Is, we don't need to watch anymore. This podcast is over. <laughs> We're we done. have figured out this is just Wizard of Oz <laughs> in space. Yeah. Um, Where are the flying monkeys at? <laughs> those are the elites. I yeah, I, yeah, yeah. No spoilers. So yeah, uh, that's fair. well. We're in the spoiler section. Well, so. <laughs> we by this point we've watched episode two and three, and so spoilers for episode three is what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Well, I think this is important character growth for Chief because it allows him to start connecting with people, especially mm-hmm. a child. You know, which he's probably never done that before. So that probably was a weird moment for oh, him. I've, I killed all the children I've met. This is the first <laughs> one that I've actually been like, thank you. <laughs> You're not going to die. <laughs> um, so anyways, Silver Team, they're talking and they're trying to find Master Chief. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Not a lot of cool stuff has happened with actual no, Silver no. Team. It's been, I feel like it's just been used as like a break between different scenes. Yeah. And then it goes to Miranda... Uh, Keys and Mean Boss Lady complaining and... about her division not getting the Forerunner artifact and Boss Lady is like well too bad I just got reamed out essentially <laughs> in that meeting room but I'm gonna take it out on you cause that's what I do yeah uh, which apparently I, I was listening to everything Miranda does I'm like this girl is insane like do you think she can't say she, no she well listen to all the areas she covers she has advanced technology and shielding she worked on active camo. She improved slipstream. And she was able to translate the alien language. So, is she Cortana? She's not Cortana. Because, I mean, this is an impressive She's the daughter list. of Halsey, though. so that makes... but Not even Halsey does all that. Halsey just works on her Spartan program. And she made... Miranda made like the shielding and the active camo that is probably going to be used by Spartans only. Yeah. Let's be real. Yeah, that's fair. They're and not going to give it to the regular troops. I don't know why I've had those. Uh, but she looks very that. young to be able to accomplish all of this. I, I find this a she little bit... She is a prodigy. <laughs> she, one, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm, not, I'm still not feeling Miranda right now. But to be fair, they haven't really given her a lot to work with yet either. Hopefully, there's a way to like make her more relatable and interesting as a character because right now her whole arc is she's just kind of jealous and angry at her mom yep and trying to get rebel to be like yo rebel bad you want to see good (laughs) yeah so anyways uh mean boss lady (laughs) basically says you're a lame version of your mom and leave me alone (laughs) and she just takes it and she's like yes okay what are you gonna do i don't know i feel like I would definitely not do well in the military. I feel like I'd get angry at that and do something stupid. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm such a lazy slob in general. I would not do well in the military. That is beside the point. Like, for this instance, is one of the many reasons I wouldn't do well in the military. That's fair. Um, So, anyways, we go back to uh, Rubble. 
rubble base. Can I call it rubble base? What was that? Uh, where did Obi Wan have uh Padme have the birth on? What was that called? I don't. There's know. an actual name, but because I played that map a lot in Star Wars Battlefront <laughs> Two. Uh, I thought it was on some random ship. It was on a asteroid. It was an asteroid field, a oh. medical facility. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I forgot about so, that. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, just kind of speed it up here. Uh, Soren takes Chief to see Reth, who was captured by the Covenant, and then let go. So, also, he doesn't pay for his churros, which is very upsetting. He doesn't pay for upsetting. the churros. Like, I don't think it's because he's like the leader of this place. I think they don't have currency. Like, they trade and they either work together to deal with stuff like that or something's going on. Well, then they better all have their own asteroids is all I'm going to say because <laughs> that doesn't seem fair. But anyways, they go to, it looks like jail, but it's not jail. So that's kind of confusing. Because it's a lawless place, but they have jail. <laughs> Which none of the doors are locked. So I don't know why these people are staying inside their cells. I wouldn't. Yeah. Because they can open it up whenever they want. And he bought six churros. I can I remember he said half a dozen, and he there were way more than six people in that jail. And if I was one of those crazy people... Did he people, give them to everyone, though? Yeah. Not to everyone. He gave them to six people. I would be very upset if I was one of those crazy people. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what you mean. I thought she meant, like, there was more... He gave out more churros than <laughs> there were churros. And he's, like, he's like Jesus, and he's just handing out churros. Or, like, how of... people keep... How movies keep track of, like, ammo and, like, guns and stuff. Like, like fire 50 rounds from a pistol. <laughs> oh, yeah, from, like, a six-shooter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's also a random guy drawing frogs. I don't know why Was that still... what I... I didn't care enough to pause it at that point. I'm like, I wonder yeah. if these pictures are super important. No, I, I went back and I looked at it. I'm like, why is he drawing frogs? That makes no sense. <laughs> but I, I guess these are crazy. all crazy people who yeah. understand they're crazy and just stay there. I, I guess. I don't know. That part was confusing. Wrath was, that performance was a little weird to me. Crazy man says stuff that's probably true, but no one understands until yeah. they finally have. Interesting note that actor is also in Wheel of Time. Um, and he plays a really important character in that show. And I, I like him. I think he does a pretty decent job in that. But yeah, he goes on about how Chief is blessed. He's he's a chosen one. And he says things like, you don't want to help the Covenant destroy us, do you? No. And then Reth grabs the artifact and he tries to destroy it. And the Chief grabs it and it activates. And everyone Flips out. out. That's the first time you've seen anyone have like any kind of reaction yeah. that's abnormal to the... Yeah. artifact and it's like Wrath. what is going on here everyone starts screaming like monkeys like <laughs> yeah they are they just monkeys in cages is that what that's supposed to be I don't oh, know. oh my gosh these might be the flying monkeys <laughs> yeah there you go they're the flying monkeys <laughs> <laughs> well who's the wicked witch though mean boss lady mean boss lady or halsey uh probably halsey yeah you're probably right um linda goodwitch do you think that's miranda and then no the cortana person- Cortana, that yeah. might be true too. Yeah. Uh, the person behind the door, I forget his name, who they first go to because they think he can solve everything. Yeah. Uh, Captain Keys? <laughs> we don't know. We haven't figured out that person yeah. yet. We're working on it though. This is a work in progress theory right here. What's her name's dad is the witch that dies at the beginning of the movie. Oh, that's messed <laughs> up. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Wrath. <laughs> Clearly has PTSD because uh, he's on the floor freaking out. And then, so I wrote down the scenes uh, that Chief saw when he grabbed a hold of the artifact. 
he sees what looks to me like a wolf, a white wolf. And there's another scene where he looks like he's being tested. And then another scene where he says, I didn't want to do it. Visions of, I'm assuming, his mother and possibly father. Him looking ill and being carried. Breath also says John is different than the one they have, which I assume is a reference to the lady that is mm-hmm. working with the Covenant. But he also mentions something that makes it seem like it's being confirmed, but people were being abducted to see if they had the same powers as that lady. Yeah. And that's why he was abducted by the Covenant. Right. And somehow escaped. So my guess is he probably had some sort of interaction with a similar artifact when he was younger, and that's why the Covenant abducted him. Maybe. Oh, he also says, it's in your eyes. John asks, what am I? You have special eyes. <laughs> My brand. I think this actually ties back to a question that Soren asked John earlier in the episode when he says, who are you? I think John is discovering who he is as a human being. I thought you were saying, I say, John is actually a mimic or a shapeshifter. And this is not the actual John that he grew up with. And he's like... Who is this guy? Yeah, take off your armor before you come in my place. Why don't you? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Rutz says they want the ring, and it's a door to end life as we know it. Basically uh, a really cool weapon. Yeah, and John calls it, a, says it's a weapon. Rutz agrees and says, John felt the darkness. And anyway, so after that scene, John's leaving. Soren finally lets him have it. Uh, complaining about the five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. John just kind of blows it off, and then he asks Sora to take care of Quan. <laughs> like, babysit this person for me, please. Yeah, I'm going back to the <laughs> yeah. people who wanted to kill me. And for for some reason, Soren is just a really good friend because he's like, I tr- yeah, I trust you. Of course, mm-hmm. I'll take care of Quan. After and... he gave him five minutes. <laughs> yeah, after he <laughs> John gave him five minutes. <laughs> What about my five minutes? And then he leaves to go to Halsey. I think the warthogs look awesome. I saw those. Those look so Mm -hmm. cool when Chief comes out and Halsey drives away in the warthogs. Man, I would love to drive in one of those. While Miranda just watches like she just took my artifact. (laughs) Yeah. She just took my artifact. Well, and also it's like your mom who just basically ignored you your whole life uh, mm-hmm. and focused on her We were also competing with for what seems like funding and like stuff that was supposed to be yours to begin with. Yeah, I really think her whole thing is she just is trying to get her mom's attention, mm-hmm. to be honest. Anyways, I really like the scene where um, Halsey and John talk. It's really interesting. John tries to like open up and tell her what he's seen mm-hmm. and... It looks to me like Halsey gets super uncomfortable Yeah. Uh, with like, that. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, let's change the subject. Mm-hmm. Uh, Talk about that weather we're having. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so maybe she feels guilty. I don't know. Um, Halsey is, in general, in like the Halo universe, always a really like shifty character. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, she embodies, like, achievement, but at what cost kind of thing. Like... Yeah what ha- what did we lose to get here kind yeah. of thing she is definitely an ends justifies the means yes person mm-hmm. her her intentions are good but the way she gets there is very questionable so she asks why he saved kwan he responds um he feels different and that he's changed she asks if he's felt this way before and i really like his response he says i usually don't feel anything 
he said he came back because no one else he knows he trusts more than her. And Halsey has a little smirk on her face when he says that and then says, thank you. You made the right choice and grabs his hand, which to me, I interpret that as her like thinking, yes, he's in my control. I can manipulate him to mm-hmm. do what I want. Didn't When did he look at that? The smiley face stamp in that scene. Like, I feel like that was yeah. pretty... I think was, that was... Was that around... right before, right when she was asking about why he came back? Yeah. And he looks at the stamp. He's like, we're the only one I can trust. Yeah. I think it was around there and, and, and about how he, like, feels he has changed. Mm-hmm. But I really like... I like the music in this scene. And I like, as they're talking... How it's being mixed in with the scene. Oh, man, I really wish I knew her name of the lady who's in the yeah. covenant charge. I, so the camera work, when I watched this scene for the third time, it made me appreciate the camera work even more. Because the way it works is the camera kind of slides around the corner. It's almost like you're like peering into something very personal and intimate mm-hmm. that you shouldn't be seeing, but you are. And it's her disrobing herself which almost reminds me of the scene in the beginning because you see her back and you Mm, see scars on her back as well you see her taking off her you know theoretical armor or metaphorical armor excuse me and it's exposing her humanity Mm -hmm. you know and she's even looking at herself differently than the way she normally does because almost her whole body is covered yeah uh, which Makes me think that the prophets don't want her to feel connected to her humanity. So that's why I think, I don't know if she's going to be the main villain of the season or not. She she's going to be, be like the anti-hero or something that makes me wonder. Yeah, it makes me wonder if she starts as a villain and then as Fall, she connects. She falls in love with John. She oh, falls God, in love no. with John. <laughs> she no. falls in love Please with John. Stop. I'm covering my ears. I don't want to hear it. It makes sense. They <laughs> no. both can activate artifacts. That's no. the perfect plot device to be like, no, cheese. No, no, please. That's, I'm going to vomit. <laughs> um, but I like that because I do see a lot of parallels with her and John where they both have shielded themselves from their humanity and they're both in their own way uh, starting on a path to discover it. It might look a little bit different on how they get there, though. But she's that's gonna what marry I'm him. Like I just realized, she, when the prophets ask her what she's gonna deal do with the demon, and she's like, "I'm gonna kill him." Of course. Yeah. That's the first step in the things where they start falling in love. A person wants to kill the person, and then they all of a sudden are married, and it's like, "What happened between the here?" And then it <laughs> fast forward ten years, they settle down on a farm, uh-huh. uh, and they're raising three kids mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's totally where mm-hmm. the show is going. Mm-hmm. And then, and then Lord Hood comes back like director Krennic, and he's like, "You could be so much more than a farm hand, kind of thing." <laughs> or you could a farm really? That's yeah, your station. And- <laughs> The Covenant return and John's like, I need a weapon. And then and he grabs the, a pitchfork yeah, and he just exactly walks on the ship yeah. like a farmer. He's, he's in overalls. He, like, the armor is used as a scarecrow out in the field because it's not yeah. usable anymore. Yeah. He's left that far behind him. <laughs> um, so anyways, I think that's pretty much. Oh, yeah. So it says um, towards the end, Cortana, or not Cortana, Halsey says... I see this as a new beginning and uh, it switches to her opening up that 
person inside that capsule Mm -hmm. and saying we are going to do great things together and it kind of ends so i know we (laughs) so i know we both seen episode three but i want us to put ourselves back when we only saw episode two and i want you to give some theories on what do you think is going on with that do you think that's a flash clone i think if so of who it looked like Halsey, kind of. It like, looks like Halsey to me as well. Like if you put like a wig on the clone, because <laughs> she's bald. The clone is bald. It looks like a Flash clone of Halsey, but younger. I think. Yeah. Like, I like. She, yeah. I don't know what she would do with it though. It probably, probably doing something to create Cortana because they they were like, "Did you ever figure out the Flash clone problem?" And she's like, "Yeah, yeah, 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 yeah. I got this. I got <laughs> yeah, this. yeah, 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 yeah." No worries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No yeah, worries. Yeah. We got this. <laughs> we got this. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a clone of Halsey. That was my interpretation when I saw it during episode two. Uh, I don't know exactly if the clone is going to be Cortana. Like, that's my fear that is so... that Cortana is going to be in human form. That So uh-huh. that way her and Chief could actually get it on. And that no, worries me if no, that's the direction they're going. No, in. <laughs> yeah, no. I really hope that's not the direction that they're going. No. And she's like his spunky little sidekick that runs around with them. And then he's got to like protect and save her because he's the big macho man and he needs a girl to save. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> like they do that walk. They yeah. do that walk. Puff out chicken walk is what I call but- it. The one that they try to look like they're ready to fight, but would probably be dropped in a second if they actually <laughs> right, got in the fight. Right, yeah. Yeah. So that's my theory on it as as well. So overall, what were your impressions of the episode? Did you like it? It was... Funnest part for me was the asteroid field that they yeah. were in. Everything else, I didn't know if it was Lord Hood or not, and I was trying to be like, is that supposed to be Lord Hood? Who else could it be, though? Didn't... Like you said, the Paul... Ticking is just not good. Yeah, uh, no, it's pretty bad. It's not good. I feel like I've read too much stuff that had politics better. Way better. Way better. And I think I feel like I wonder if like book form of stuff is better for politics being described. Why well, I, I saw uh, House of Cards, which is a show all about politics. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really fascinating. Watch Game of Thrones, a show that has a ton of politics and it really fascinating. I just don't think the writers time. For the politics to like stew and I don't know. I feel like there is time. I just don't feel like they're the the writers or the showrunner or whoever is competent with that. There's there's something wrong with the politics in this, and I think if they're going to continue that angle, which I'm okay with, they need to figure out a way to make this more interesting. Because right now, this is to be what really drags the show down and makes it painful at times. The worst part of that episode was Silver Team. They did yeah. nothing really, and the Spartans should be the stars yeah. of the show. It's mainly the, the politician stuff. Politics Halsey stuff. and Master Chief should be like the standouts, and, and they should be interacting with everyone else, kind of thing. Yeah, and I think Halsey is really good. I'm actually really liking the actress who does Halsey. I really like her take on the character. I'm warming up to the idea of Chief not having his helmet on. Yeah, it's, it's really weird, weird seeing like. Most of the time, he's not having his helmet on. Yeah, the vast majority of this episode, no Mm -hmm. helmet on. Which is a shame, because he looks amazing with the helmet on. Yeah. And I think sometimes, like... I think it's going to be, like, helmet's off, 
helmets on, warrior mode, helmet off, warrior mode off yeah. kind of thing. But you know, sometimes it's it's nice when when you're performing as an actor and you have the helmet on and almost you let the audience imagination fill in the gap, which I think can be really helpful. Like Mandalorian does that really well, even but in Star Wars. Sh- with was a surprising amount of emotion for a helmet. Yeah, like, because you can infer a lot with the body language and the tone of voice. And mm-hmm. it, I feel like having that disconnect helps uh, the audience to project those feelings onto yeah. the character. Um, same with Darth Vader in Star Wars too. Like you, you got a lot of emotions out of a guy who wore a helmet mm-hmm. throughout the whole trilogy. So it's I'm okay with it, but there are definitely times where I wish he would have the helmet on more. I guess yeah, is what I'm saying. But I don't. It's not been a lot of need for the helmet necessarily, for the most part. I feel like because he entered that asteroid settlement trying to be as peaceful as possible. If he had his helmet on, they would probably definitely be firing. Well, he, he had his helmet on. He did. He? Yeah, I didn't think he did. No, he definitely had his helmet on. He did? Never mind. Never mind. I forgot. Yeah, he takes it off after he meets Soren, I think, is when he takes it off. Um, I think that's correct. But he definitely, I know for sure when he was walking out that dock, that he also had kind of makes sense on. too. Yeah, like he doesn't actually know how going, they're going to respond. Right, right. You know. So, but I feel like him having his helmet on is him working through reconnecting with his humanity, and I just, I still feel like they sped that up. Yeah, um, I'm okay with him taking the helmet off eventually. But I'm a human now. Maybe like episode three, four, or five, or something like that. Once we've had more time with the character. And then it becomes a bigger impact. Like, wow! So this is the character we've known this whole time, and this is what he looks like. Takes off his helmet in episode three or four, turns it around, and looks at it for the longest <laughs> time, wondering what his life has become. He sets it down, leaving it behind. Whatever person's following him picks it up to bring it with them, but he. He left that behind long ago. <laughs> you know, it would be some annoying dorky fan who was like, oh my God, it's the Master Chief's helmet. <laughs> he just takes it on and runs off and makes pew pew if, noises. If, if that was any other part, like apparently body, the Mjolnir, I think it's called. Mjolnir. Mjolnir. Uh, armor. Mjolnir? They, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Spartan armor yeah. cannot be worn by anyone else. Because um, anytime people, other people used it, it like broke their body. Kind of like Iron Man. Yeah, but like it because it's used. It like if you, I think it was something like if they moved a little bit, it'd move a ton, right. and so it would like snap their arms or fingers or stuff. Yeah, like that, that sounds familiar, actually. So. Yeah, I think I read that before in one of the books that I read like years and years ago. Yeah, a long, uh, long time ago. So rating. For, we Rating. forgot to do this in our inaugural episode, right? Seven out of ten, first episode. I'm doing that right there. <laughs> uh, I would agree, seven out of ten. This one, five or six out of ten. It was definitely not as good as the first episode. You're not running off the high of it being the first episode and everything being new kind of thing and like wondering what's going to happen. Yeah. There's still stuff like that, but died down. Politics brought it down. The asteroid field probably brought it, brought it up. And seeing like more stuff essentially about the universe definitely helped i think i will i want to give it a six but the more i think about it i think a five because i feel like the character reth oversold the performance i think uh the politics really bring it down but there are things that i like in it too like i do like learning more about 
the Master Chief and seeing him progress as a character. I do really love the actress who plays Halsey, but I just think there's a lot that needs to be improved. They, I mean, it sounds like some stuff has improved for you, so we're just going to go episode to episode improving a little bit more of Daenerys' talent. Like, Hopefully. Mm, episode, last episode, perfection. But my overall score went down, right? Like, I gave the first one a 7, and now I'm giving this one a 5. You'll realize later you should have given this one a 7.1. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you or so much. Or the first much. one, ep- a 4. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> I close this out. Um, thank you so much for uh, joining <laughs> us for episode 2 of Dorky and Desperate. Uh, which one's dorky? Which one's desperate? We'll let you I decide. food. <laughs> Help Send one dollar in, and you too oh, could give me a meal to survive. He doesn't give me anything. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll Patreon by the time this comes out for <laughs> something. We can just donate money, give us money. <laughs> yeah, I'm, gonna... I'm hypno toting you right now. You don't know what that is? That's all right. For those you do, you know what you gotta do. Give us money. <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to him. <laughs> all right, thank you so much, guys. Bye bye. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. bye.